Dr. Michael Patterson is a paid consultant of Johnson & Johnson Surgical Vision Incorporated. Product indications and safety information will be available at the end of the episode. Welcome to our fifth episode in a special series on presbyopia correcting IOLs. My name is Rana Jaraha, and today we'll be speaking with Dr. Michael Patterson of Crossville, Tennessee, about how he uses the Technus IOL platform to create personalized vision for his patients. Welcome, Dr. Patterson. Thanks for having me. Let's start out by talking about the concept of personalized vision for cataract patients. What tools do you use to assess patient goals prior to cataract surgery? And how do you deliver high-quality, personalized vision to meet the visual goals of your cataract patients? Well, we have a cataract team that works together on this. We have our patients watch a video that my father and I recorded together talking about cataract surgery. We also have the patient fill out a lifestyle questionnaire that specifies what the patient desires with their vision. They select a statement like, I want to be free of glasses, or I'm okay with wearing glasses to read, or I'm okay with wearing glasses all the time. Additionally, we developed and how well you can see form in our practice that captures how well they can see to accomplish different tasks and where they have difficulty. All of this gives us a better idea of the patient's goals, hobbies, and interests, and helps us strategize on how to treat the patient to deliver a personalized approach for them. Our surgical coordinators are heavily involved, and as a team, we explain the different outcomes possible. That sounds like a very thorough approach. Now let's shift gears and talk about the lenses. What differences do you notice in near and intermediate vision with presbyopia correcting IOLs? With the symphony lens, I'm hoping to get them to 2020 or 2015 distance and 2025 intermediate. And then hopefully about J2 at near. Some people get a J1, some people get J2, some people get J1 plus at near. But I find the majority of the patients to be between J2 and J3. Do you often combine the Technus Symphony IOL with the Technus Multifocal IOL? And if so, how does that work for you and your patients? Yeah, so I've been putting the Technus Symphony IOL in the dominant eye of my patients and putting a Technus Multifocal 3.25 ad in the other eye. I tell my patients that the same type of IOL will be in each eye, but that each one will give them good vision at different distances. Plus, we guarantee our result for our patients. If they do not achieve driving vision, which in Tennessee is 2040 or better uncorrected, we'll fix it 100% free. I've been having good success with this strategy. Our patients love it. You explain to the patient that they're not going to see perfectly at near with the symphony eye, but it's going to give them the best range of vision. And with the other eye, we're trying to give them the greater near vision. The technology is balanced enough that my patients love their vision. It's great to hear that the technology is working for your patients. So how does eye dominance and refractive target play into your surgical plan? I typically put the symphony in the dominant eye, but I'm not a big believer of dominance. You're putting in two lenses, so I don't think dominance matters at near. At distance, it matters to people, but both eyes are going to be targeted to 20-20. So it doesn't really matter what the dominance is. However, if somebody specifies and says, I shoot with this eye, I'm probably going to put the symphony in that eye. That's pretty common in my neck of the woods. Interesting. Okay, so let's dive deeper into your surgical plan. What are the considerations or technical issues when implanting an EDOF as compared to a multifocal IOL? Are there any special considerations included in the patient discussion when you're implanting two different lenses? Well, first of all, Rana, with every patient, we're absolutely dogmatic that their placido disc image 
on the OPD3 from Marco is perfect. We don't put any premium lenses in without a perfect set of Myers. Once we get that, though, it might take two or three visits to optimize their ocular surface. Then we proceed. We also have to make sure that no pathology manifests on OCT imaging. We avoid implanting these types of lenses in patients with moderate or severe epiretinal membranes, moderate drusen, and macular degeneration, or glaucoma. Our surgical counselors have been trained quite well. They know ahead of time whether a patient is a good candidate for a multifocal or not. With all the details we get from the wavefront aberrometry on the Marco OPD3, we rule out those that may not be a good candidate with this approach, and this uh, helps us avoid unhappy patients. After we do surgery on one eye, I see the patient again about a week later. As soon as there's no corneal edema and the patient is happy, we move on to the next eye within the next week. So within about two weeks, we have implanted both new lenses. So when you're making a highly personalized plan for each patient, how does this impact the logistics of the surgical practice? Are there any special logistical considerations required? It sounds like you do this pretty regularly. Yeah, I mean, we have a really rock star team. We have surgical counselors that are also technicians. So the same person takes all the preoperative measurements, topographies, OCTs, refractions. They give them all their preoperative information and counsel the patient. I work closely with them to create the customized strategy for each patient. And then they also accompany the patient to surgery. This gives the patient a lot of peace of mind. Our surgical counselors work as hard as they can to make sure each patient knows that not only is the surgeon there to take care of them, but they will also be with them each step of the way. It shows that our practice is dedicated to our patients and going to help them at all times. That's great to hear how thoroughly and collaboratively your surgical team works. Okay, I have one final question. What has been your experience in terms of quality of vision with presbyopia correcting IOLs? Yeah, I think so. You got to pick the right patients, but most people truly don't want to use glasses. I mean, I've had refractive surgery on both of my eyes twice, so I didn't have to wear glasses. So I understand how badly people want to be out of their glasses. As long as you give patients the right expectations ahead of time in terms of neuroadaptation, possibility of halo and glare, patients are typically very happy. And after surgery, in our practice, we don't fixate on the negatives. We tell them how good they're seeing and when they're seeing well. We avoid post-operative counseling that draws out complaints. Our goal is to encourage the patient to give them the feeling that they're doing well and that they're going to continue to do well. When you have them at 2025 uncorrected vision, we tell them that that is a fantastic result. My job is to get your eye seen as well as your eye can see is what I often tell my patients. Thank you for sharing your insights and experience with us today, Dr. Patterson. It was great to hear your approach in successfully meeting the personalized vision goals of your cataract patients. This concludes our fifth installment in this special series of Presbyopia Correcting IOLs. Please tune in again to hear our final episode with Dr. Priya Gupta, where we'll be discussing the educational process with the Technus platform. Indications and important safety information for Technus Symphony extended range of vision IOLs. Prescription only. Indications for use. The Technus Symphony Extended Range of Vision IOL model ZXR00 is indicated for primary implantation for the visual correction of aphakia in adult patients with less than one diopter of pre-existing corneal astigmatism, in whom a cataracterous lens has been removed. The lens mitigates the effects of presbyopia by providing an extended depth of focus. Compared to an aspheric monofocal IOL, the lens provides improved intermediate and near visual acuity while maintaining comparable distance visual acuity. The model ZXR00 IOL is intended for capsular bag placement only. Warnings. 
Patients with any of the conditions described in the directions for use may not be suitable candidates for an intraocular lens because the lens may exacerbate an existing condition, may interfere with diagnosis or treatment of a condition, or may pose an unreasonable risk to the patient's eyesight. Lenses should not be placed in the ciliary sulcus, may cause a reduction in contrast sensitivity under certain conditions, compared to an aspheric monofocal IOL. Fully inform the patient of this risk before implanting the lens. Special consideration should be made in patients with macular disease, amblyopia, corneal irregularities, or other ocular disease. Inform patients to exercise special caution when driving at night or in poor visibility conditions. Some visual effects may be expected due to the lens design, including a perception of halos, glare, or starbursts around lights under nighttime conditions. These will be bothersome or very bothersome in some people, particularly in low illumination conditions, and on rare occasions may be significant enough that the patient may request removal of the IOL. Precautions. Interpret results with caution when refracting using autorefractors or wavefront aberrometers that utilize infrared light or when performing a duochrome test. Confirmation of refraction with maximum plus manifest refraction technique is recommended. The ability to perform some eye treatments, for example retinal photocoagulation, may be affected by the optical design. Target emetropia for optimum visual performance. Care should be taken to achieve IOL centration, as lens decentration may result in a patient experiencing visual disturbances under certain lighting conditions. Serious adverse events. The most frequently reported serious adverse events that occurred during the clinical trial of the Technus Symphony lens were cystoid macular edema, two eyes, 0.7%, and surgical reintervention, treatment injections for cystoid macular edema, and endophthalmitis, two eyes, 0.7%. No lens-related adverse events occurred during the trial. Attention, reference the directions for use for a complete listing of indications and important safety information. Indications and important safety information for the Technus multifocal family of one-piece IOLs. Prescription only. Indications, the Technus multifocal one-piece intraocular lenses are indicated for primary implantation for the visual correction of aphakia in adult patients with and without presbyopia in whom a cataracterous lens has been removed by phacoemulsification and who desire near, intermediate, and distance vision with increased spectacle independence. The intraocular lenses are intended to be placed in the capsular bag. Warnings. Physicians considering lens implantation should weigh the potential risk-benefit ratio for any conditions described in the directions for use that could increase complications or impact patient outcomes. Multifocal IOL implants may be inadvisable in patients where central visual field reduction may not be tolerated, such as macular degeneration, retinal pigment epithelium changes, and glaucoma. The lens should not be placed in the ciliary sulcus. Inform patients about the possibility that a decrease in contrast sensitivity and an increase in visual disturbances may affect their ability to drive a car under certain environmental conditions, such as driving at night or in poor visibility conditions. Precautions. Prior to surgery, inform prospective patients of the possible risks and benefits associated with the use of this device and provide a copy of the patient information brochure to the patient. The long-term effects of intraocular lens implantation have not been determined. Secondary glaucoma has been reported occasionally in patients with controlled glaucoma who receive lens implants. Do not reuse, re-sterilize, or autoclave. 
Adverse events, the rates of surgical reinterventions, most of which were non-lens related, were statistically higher than the FDA grid rate for both the ZMB00 plus 4 diopters and ZLB00 plus 3.25 diopters lens models. For the ZMB00, the surgical reintervention rates were 3.2% for first eyes and 3.3% for second eyes. The reintervention rate was 3.3% for both the first and second eyes in the ZLB00 group. Attention, reference the directions for use for a complete listing of indications and important safety information.